Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Make It Rain. I'm your host, Susan the Corgi. How dare you? I stole her favorite intro. That is my go-to line. I'm not actually Susan the Corgi. I know many of you may have thought this. Um, I'm your host, Hillary. And I'm Elizabeth. And we got some good we got some good dog talk for you today. I'm pretty pumped, not gonna lie. I think this is one that everyone can get behind. Who let the dogs out? Nope. Still not good. Still not a good song. Songs aside, we're talking royal dogs today. We have good news. We're getting a puppy. Who's getting a puppy? Harry and Meghan. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a dog and a baby carriage. Yeah, that was big news that the royals adopted a Labrador retriever, and the name was kind of kept under wraps. Yeah, and apparently it's been revealed that the dog's name is Oz, though. Maybe. Allegedly. I feel a little triggered by this because Meghan had to leave her elder dog, Bogart, here in Toronto, and now she's just bringing in this shiny new puppy to replace her dog. But whatever. I don't think she had to leave him. She could have taken him. Yeah, she could have taken him. She was just being a jerk. She took the other dog. Let's never forget that. Bogart, if you're out there, we're thinking of you. I want to talk about my favorite royal dog, Susan the Corgi. Oh, me. Yeah, you. Royals and dogs have a, you know, a long history. I think everybody knows that Queen Elizabeth loves her corgis. But it actually has sentimental ties for her because she was gifted her first corgi by her father, the late King George VI. And she has always had a flock of corgis, or now she has dorgies, dash hound corgi mixes. They're so cute. They are so cute. But there's one dog in particular for the queen who was the top dog. (laughs) I hate myself for making that pun. And that was Susan, the corgi, who has her own Wikipedia page. With her own birth dates, she was born February 20th, 1944. Ah, a wartime dog. And she lived for 15 years. She was an old dog. That's pretty impressive. This dog obviously was obviously taken care of and really well fed. But she was a birthday gift uh, to the queen when the queen turned 18. Her real name is Hickathrift Pippa, but she was called Sue and then formally Susan. Hickathrift. Pippa? That's right. They gave the dog a nickname, and yeah. the nickname was Susan. That's right. Not Pippa. Just, okay. I don't make these rules up. This is rules what Wikipedia weird. says. And Susan is was so attached to Queen Elizabeth that Queen Elizabeth smuggled her onto her honeymoon with Prince Philip. She's actually like in so many of their honeymoon photos. I don't know what man would love a like a yappy little dog on his honeymoon. I think that Susan may not have been that much of a yappy dog because she's a royal. Right, but she was also a real bitch. In 1959, Susan caused a real stir when she bit a police officer patrolling Buckingham Palace. This is not the first time. Susan bit four of the staff (laughs) members at Buckingham Palace. 
it was a sentry, a detective, and the royal clock winder. Can you so imagine she, being the poor clock winder? You're just going to wind the clocks. It's a hard job. Yeah, like there's, you're just minding your own business. You get bit by Susan. If this even happened today at a dog park or even by anyone's dog, they'd be put down or, you know, a, a report would be filed. Not little lady Susan. She just kept on trucking. But she eventually got hers. <laughs> oh. Susan, unfortunately, after many years of happily biting royal employees, died. And then productivity at Buckingham Palace went way down. <laughs> <laughs> she died on January 26th, 1959. Yeah, and the, the queen even designed her own special gravestone because she loved Susan so much. That's so sweet. It wasn't just a your regular pet cemetery gravestone. <laughs> the sketches went through multiple revisions to make sure that they were, you know, top dog. She was a start of a long line of corgis and dorgies at Buckingham Palace. But I mean, yeah, she got like a basically a royal funeral for dogs. And her descendants were Sugar, Heather, and Pharos. Yeah. Pharaoh? The last from Susan's line of uh, corgis or dorgies was Willow, and she died this last year? This year. It's 2018. Yeah, she just died in April. So yeah, that was a really uh, sad time for the queen because that was the last link to her parents, Mm -hmm. aside from, you know, being queen. The queen still has two dorgies remaining, Vulcan and Candy. Those are really odd names for royal dogs. That's definitely not what I would have picked for the queen's dog. Willow makes sense. Susan, now that I know that her name was Hitchfrid or whatever. Hickathrift Pippa. Yeah, sure. Um, those weird names make sense. Willow's nice. That's a nice pet name. Vulcan is like, there was a Star Trek fan among us, among the royals. Someone. Maybe Harry when he was a little kid? I bet you it was the weird Prince Andrew. Probably. Because that's like something very on brand for him. If you like Star Trek, we don't think you're weird. We just think... Prince Andrew is weird. Star Trek, Star Wars, I don't know the difference. So Susan's dead. Willow's dead. Some others are remaining. But the thing I am interested in, as the owner of a Sheltie, a Shetland Sheepdog, I want to know what are the chances she can make it as a royal? What are the breeds that royals tend to have for their puppies? Well, I imagine, I mean, dorgies aside, I think like the more purebred, the better. They seem pretty elitist like that. I mean, that's just a stretch. There's a hierarchy there. There definitely is a hierarchy. Apparently, this was from the Daily Mail. The top of the scale for royal dogs are Labradors, um, Jack Russell Terriers, King Charles Spaniels, Spaniels, Springer Spaniels, Whippets, and Corgis. I'm a bit surprised by the Labradors one. Those don't seem that regal. But one of the reasons why upper-class people and royals have dogs is because they do a lot of hunting. So a retriever, i guessing if you're shooting pheasant just for fun or grouse, that dog's going to go get it. You're going to be like, way to go, Vulcan, way to go. How did the corgis come into play then? Because they're useless. They have huge heads. Just nice lap dogs. I feel like corgis have really, you know, rebranded themselves as a dog for the people. I see many when I'm walking the streets of Toronto. How are the corgis? Exactly. They are the... The pug of the 2010s. What about beagles? That's what Megan already had, guy. Who, like, has a regs to riches story. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Adopted from a shelter in Oakville, and now he's living in the lap of luxury. It's a real glow up, He's going to be a good addition, because that's kind of in, like, 
kind of adjacent to the breeds they like, He's I guess, kind of. Beagles are hunters. That is true. Um, corgis, just a cute pile of fur that you want to go boop. And then they topple over because exactly. their heads are so big. Little known fact for all you dog lovers out there. When lifting a corgi, you must support, and this goes for the same for the dachshunds, support the back and the bum because they have very bad spines. I had no idea. Thank you. You want to talk about names? Yeah, sure. So when you named your dog, let's talk, let's bring Luna back into the podcast. Let's okay. make it real. What inspired your name choice? Taylor I didn't Moon? name her. You didn't name My her? My mom and dad named her. And then I adopted her from them. Once again, I have to get your parents on the pod because you know nothing. Sorry. Um, I think they just liked the name. I think it was cute. Moon-esque. They like the moon. By royal standards, we both have dogs that have great names. Apparently, according to, uh, again, the etiquette expert at the Daily Mail, it's very low class to have a dog's name that could be a person's name. So no Harry, no, um, what do they say? Like Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, no dog's name Elizabeth or Betty or Chloe. I like dogs that have people names, though. I think that's funny. I think it's funny, too. But apparently it shows that you're either new money or trash. And Ugh. instead, you should go for names of abstract things like Candy or Vulcan or Delta Fluffy. Yes, my puppy Delta. That's a great name. It could be a triangle. It could be a river. You it could be know. anything. Do they call a spade a spade? Are the dogs spade? I guess not if they've had these line- like lineages of dogs. So not only are you at risk of being bitten by a royal dog, but there's a really good chance that they're going to hump you if you ever go to the- visit the palace. And apparently, this is weird. So if you do get the dog spayed and you're a royal, apparently you're not supposed to refer to like little procedures. That makes you middle class. Am I reading this right? No, you're right. Okay. You're supposed to be so very blunt. You're supposed to be blunt and basically say, oh, Vulcan had his eh, chopped off. Is that right? That That's seems right. crazy. I like that we've said way worse, but you say you hey, just bleeped yourself. I'm censoring. Yeah, no, apparently you're supposed to say things like the mother dog or female dog is a bitch. So you'd be like, hey, this bitch is in heat. Apparently you're also, you treat your dog not like a cutesy, sweet little thing. Number one, they're not supposed to have colors that are like cute or anything. Like, for example, Luna had a Montreal Canadiens dog tag. Not supposed to have that. She had a Hudson Bay collar. Not supposed to have that. You're just supposed to have a plain collar. No accoutrement. My dog doesn't even wear a collar. What? No. How does she exercise? What do you mean? How do you put a leash on? Oh, she wears a little harness. Aw. Harnesses are really cute, and apparently they're better for dogs. Exactly. They're better for their little necks. But, okay, you can't tell me that the queen doesn't baby or show affection to her dogs. I think think they can show affection. I think it's just, like, in public. You're not supposed to call... You're supposed to say, this is my bitch, not, this is my puppy. This is my my doggy. Oh, I full on do baby talk to my dog. I'm mom. My boyfriend is dad. Like, I I don't think that that's what the queen does. I could be wrong. You don't think she says, like, hey, uh, Candy, go see daddy. No, she probably says, no, they probably say, go see the queen. I feel like Queen Elizabeth is always the queen. 
That's about it for us on the dog front today. We have a lot more anecdotes about royal dogs through history, so maybe once in a while we'll pepper in some puppies. Yeah, for like you. a dog minute. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Okay, we're gonna wrap this up before our producer, Laura, quits or murders us. Uh, so. Yeah, see you later. We're going to have a good episode next week. We promise you this. In the meantime, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Bye. Bye. Good night and good luck. Goodbye.